Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. This is the Happy Clappy Soundbite. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you, as always, for dropping by and listening to my podcast. As you know, I love having you as my listeners. And this podcast is, of course, sponsored by myself, Sarah J. Naylor. <laughs> That's where you'll find me anyway. And I am a coach specialising in midlife coaching, helping people rediscover their lives, get some sass back in their ass and get their life on track after they've reached that midlife point of going, who's this it? I'm at a crossroads, everything's changed, don't know what I want to do. Helping get them direction, clarity and really loving the life again. Yeah, because actually life is for living, it's for you know really enjoying your life and in fact you know what that is what I'm going to talk to you about today so sort of leading on from what I do as a coach and as I said you can find me at sarahjnaylor.com I want to sort of pick up on one of the things that I really encourage and work with when I'm working with coaching clients because I touch on well touch on I dig deeply into the professional you know their careers and what they're doing with their life and their personal life and sort of relationships and I go into the spiritual as well but one of the key elements to all of this is doing stuff that really makes your heart sing you know what is it that you're passionate about what really fires you up what puts a fire in your belly what makes you want to leap out of bed in the morning you know I mean I've had a career that spanned 35 years working in recruitment and I have seen people chop and change jobs. I've spoken to people who are unhappy at work. You know, it brings up with it sort of ailments and frustrations and things that manifest physically and mentally because you're out of alignment with who you are and what you're meant to be. When you have got to that point whereby you're thinking, ah, you know, I'm just not happy. I want to do something about it because here's the thing. You know, if you want to bring about changes, you have to be ready. You have to be prepared to put in the work to bring about the changes that you want to to manifest. I mean, we can put the orders out to the universe, but we do have to be clear on what they are and recognise the opportunities as they present themselves. And the thing is, the opportunities that we require to get us where we want to go can manifest in all different shapes and sizes. They don't just turn up as you would expect an Amazon delivery driver to come and knock on your door and shuck something on your doorstep and run. And you've not seen seen them for dust, um, but you just heard the knock and you've seen the parcel. Might not even be for you. (laughs) Might be for your neighbour. But what my point is being is is it's getting clear on what it is that does fire you up. You know, and you, you can tell that. You know, there's things that you do, there's tasks and there's jobs and things like that that we we all do that are of a necessity but some things really fire you up more than others I, I have a habit of getting excited about probably a few too many things <laughs> I need to sort of sometimes thin them all down because I do have a habit of going oh I want to try this and I want to try that and I want to do this and I want to do that in fact it was something my ex-husband used to levy as a criticism at me why do you have to do everything that everybody else wants to do well to be quite frank because it sounds exciting it sounds interesting I want to want to experience it and that's it what is wrong with that nothing and there's nothing wrong with it there's absolutely if your if your imagination is captured by somebody doing something else do it give it a try you might suddenly decide that it's is absolutely for you or you might discover the absolute opposite and go oh my word I'm not going to do that again <laughs> you know it looked exciting but 
Oh my gosh, it's not for me. It's not for me. Uh, one of my friends has walked to the North Pole and the South Pole, and she's also climbed El Capitan. And it's like, oh my God, feet. I have. Oh no, camping on the side of a sheer rock face. I don't know. Uh, lordy, lordy, lord. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> making me go all peculiar just thinking about it. But on the flip side of that, this very same person was the one lady that got me out running when I first started running. She was training for the aforesaid North Pole or South Pole. And, you know, I, don't get me wrong, when I was at school, I used to be in the school netball team. Fo- not football, we didn't do football when I was at school. I would have done it if we could have done. I used to do all the team sports. Hockey and netball and tennis and athletics. I used to do all the sports at school, so I loved it. And then I continued as I left school, really more playing squash and tennis and I used to go to aerobics and swim and play yeah, play squash. I think I mentioned that, but so always sort of doing activities. I met my ex-husband at a younger age and then I dropped off the squash and I think I carried on with aerobics, but anything else sort of team-based, that all sort of evaporated with my relationship with him. It went on for 20 years. However, during those latter years, I um, was working with Fee, who I've just mentioned. In fact, she was in the Guinness Book of Records. You can check her out, Fiona Thorniwell. She and her husband, Mike, were the first British couple to the North Pole and they did the South Pole, I think. I get confused because they've done so much stuff. And then Fiona was in the record books. She was the fastest person ever to the South Pole. I think we're talking, gosh, probably 20 plus years ago now. So I think probably records have been broken and one thing or another in the meantime. But anyway, she, as part of her training, used to run to the office and back. Only 13 miles in and 13 miles back, which are kilometres. Where are we talking? 20, it's over 20K, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Anyway, so that's what she would do there and back to the office. (laughs) Fortunately, we did have a shower at work and obviously she had a shower at home. I started to run part of the journey with her and this will make you all laugh I wasn't really I wasn't really savvy but do you know what I wanted to start doing it she ran with me and we would sort of run a few steps and we'd walk a few steps as I gathered my breath then we'd run and we'd walk and we'd run and we'd walk and on one of those first trips home with her <laughs> it was raining and I put my umbrella up and I was running with my umbrella Oh, dearie, dearie me. I mean, she must have thought I was an absolute lunatic because these days you, you, <laughs> you don't run with an umbrella. Holy moly. Anyway, yes, so that was my first foray into, into running. And, you know, I'm never going to be the fastest, but I got into a habit of running a regular three miles home from work and just regularly ran just like that three miles, 5K locally, along rivers and one thing or another and I've in my time I've done I think three half marathons that's that's it <laughs> I gradually got slower with each half marathon and the last one I did was 2019 I think it took me about three hours whereas my first one in 2005 took two hours and six minutes but I think I'm going to try training for another one next year but do you know what joking aside you know I enjoy being out there I don't find it the easy when I first get out I'm going oh my god my legs and my body don't want to work oh it's hard work oh my gosh what am I doing but then I start to get into my rhythm the satisfaction that comes afterwards from doing that makes the world a difference and I've been out I've been in nature I've been trail running I've gone across fields I've seen stuff I would never see from the road you know you just experience different things it does it makes my heart sing you know and last night Gareth and I and my partner we were on our turbo trainers in the you know at home that had been bought during lockdown years and just 
paddling away. In fact, <laughs> so much so. We was, it's so cold here in Blighty at the moment. In fact, the temperature has gone up. It was minus three earlier on today and it's now three degrees. So it's really cold and the, all the fuel costs have skyrocketed. And so everybody's like adding on extra layers, woolly hats, woolly socks, base layers and all sorts to keep warm and reluctantly putting the central heating on to keep warm. First world problems, I know, and all that. However, we're just not used to it. But when we were on our turbo bikes last night, we were generating such heat. We'd turned the radiator off, put the fan on and opened the window. It was, we got so hot. And I said, really, what we could do with doing is setting up a workstation like this so that we're actually working on our turbo machine so we don't need the central heating on. And we could then hook the uh, the pedal power up to the national grid and hopefully generate the electricity that we're using. I thought it was a bit of a result myself, but <laughs> whether that's doable or not, I don't know. But for me, coming back to what makes your heart sing, I do like doing active activities so this week you know I've done a trail run at night I've been on my turbo machine I've been to a yoga class yeah and tomorrow morning to the date of recording this episode I'll be going on to my park run locally and all of those things really make my heart sing amongst a whole host of other things and I think because I do connect with what makes my heart sing and, and obviously even my work all of that is aligned with who I am as a person so you know I'm working with people I'm doing podcasts I'm having amazing interesting conversations with people um, you know, I'm negotiating and why but my life has these sort of challenges but they're all uh, manageable but then I can push myself beyond my comfort zone and do other things and it's when you do that it's still in alignment with what you enjoy doing everything works but when you try and do things that are out of your comfort zone that aren't right and aren't out of alignment they don't So I've learned a big lesson on that just recently, uh, which I have already recorded a happy clappy about. However, I'm going back to suggest to you, think about it. What what lights you up when you talk about how does your physiology change? How do you feel lighter and brighter when you think about one thing versus something else? I mean, I like cooking, cooking meals, you know, but, you know, I used to not mind ironing years ago. But now it's just, oh, God, I can't bother. So (laughs) I iron on demand when I need something that needs ironing. But, you know. It's about what doing what we enjoy doing. Sometimes we have to take the rough with the smooth, but effectively, if you align most of your life with what your, your talents and your passions are and your purpose, you can start to fulfil your potential. And as you do, more stuff opens up to you. Anyway, that's me. So if you've enjoyed this, please do rate, review, download, subscribe. And if you'd like to get in touch, head over to sarahjnaylor.com because I would love to sort of guest on other people's podcasts, write magazine articles. Oh, I say I do all of this anyway, but I'd love to hear from you if you would like somebody <laughs> to write for your magazine articles. Or, you know, you need a podcast guest, radio guest, TV program. Yeah, I'm open for all sorts of stuff like that because it's what I enjoy. It's where I'm in flow the most. Anyway, over and out. Take care and have a great rest of the day, week, month, year. Take care. Bye. That was the Happy Clappy Soundbite. Hear full-length episodes of the Harnessing Happiness podcast released every Tuesday. And for more exclusive content from Sarah, just visit sarahjnaylor.com.